Welcome to Trail and Error, a look at the trail running world from the podium to the pack with your hosts Jay Grady and Tristan Stevenson. We decided to start our own trail running podcast to talk to the people we find interesting in the trail and ultra running world, to find out their highs and lows, their momentous successes and their abject failures, and to perhaps give us all a little bit of inspiration to take on some adventures and challenges of our own. We'll be speaking to runners and athletes, race directors and coaches, sports nutritionists and doctors to get the best out of our own running and hopefully yours too. We hope you enjoy the podcast and if you do, please hit like and subscribe via all the normal podcast feeds. But for now, let's get on with the show. Okay, welcome to a very special episode of the Trail and Error podcast. Today I'm joined in person by Lloyd Purvis of Room for Adventure, the YouTube channel. Lloyd, welcome. Hello, mate. Thanks for having us. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, we yeah. We still say that, can't we? Uh, what are we on? 28th? 20, I have no idea. It's that gap, isn't <laughs> it, between, <laughs> between Christmas and New Year? It's like the void. It's the void. Christmas void, yeah. Oh, dear. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're sat, we're having coffee. And when we've got some buns to eat as well, some yeah, very nice. Spoiling uh, me, Jay. Spoiling me. Well, it's just because we hadn't eaten enough over Christmas. Clearly, <laughs> just to pile a few more calories in. I've definitely eaten enough. Oh dear, um, <laughs> mate. We have known each other for a very long time. Yeah, we sure have. We've been trying to pull this off for a long time. Very long time. <laughs> Obviously, all, all my fault because of my silly ways. I, I, I'll tell the audience. I'm not a lover of doing podcasts when it's like. You know, on, on a telephone call or over the internet. I think it's great to get up face-to-face and have a chat. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think in the modern world, it presents problems doing it that way. Yeah. And it limits our pool of guests. Oh, I totally understand. I totally but, get it. But, but for you, because you're that's in Cornwall. Thought, yeah, and, and we're not too far away. Oh, we should explain as well. Um, Tris, who normally obviously yeah, does the podcast with us he's um he's come down with a virus so um he's 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 we're recording three podcasts today and um unfortunately tris is laid up with a temperature and a fever so we hope he gets well soon um but you're stuck with me and 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 lloyd is stuck with me also so i do apologize <laughs> are to you everyone. sure it's a virus and not an eating and drinking too much virus <laughs> <laughs> i i can't i believe you tris i believe you <laughs> <laughs> he sounded really rough in his whatsapp typing oh okay <laughs> <laughs> there were gaps between the words like he was struggling to right, okay, drive okay. his fingers onto okay, the keyboard yeah, yeah. so um, we'll let him off then <laughs> but yeah we're in person we're, at, we're down in deepest darkest Cornwall um, in my place in Chasewater so we're um, yeah we thought we'd put down some words and, and speak to, to Lloyd because um, well you got me into this whole bloody thing <laughs> You've got me to thank for it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I get. A lot of this, you know, people coming up to me at races and going, "Oh, you're to blame for this," and you got you got to thank me for it. I'm not blame. There's no blame to be had, is there? I think my bank manager would say different. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe that side of it. But as far as you know, adventures and personal goals, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh man, opened my horizons. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my wife came in for a, a gait analysis years yeah, and years was, back when you were in Helston, yeah. uh, managing the running shop. And um, yeah. I remember proud as punch turning around to one of your co-workers and telling them that I'd run a whole 15 miles. Yeah. And she turned around and she went, oh, well, that's nothing. Our Lloyd here, he's just done a hundred miler. And I went, I'm sorry. Yeah, many I'm sorry, he's done what? <laughs> and um, I didn't even know such things were possible. This yeah. was 2013, I think it was. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it would have been. Uh, 2012, 2013? Yeah, 20, somewhere, yeah around. somewhere around that. Long time ago. And <laughs> uh, only yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, um, you, you very kindly and, and very um, kind of uh, representative of the Cornish running trail scene, you invited me to come on a run, which I had massive imposter syndrome for. Mm. And, yeah, and I remember it. Yeah, yeah it's, we it's, did... Um, uh, uh, part of the classic quarter yeah, yeah, route, yeah, yeah. yeah, from Mousel to that's it, the day the pirate found his yes, hat, I believe. Yes, that is right. Steve Wyatt's oh, hat came to hey. life that day. Yeah, that was it. As that an was, epic run, that was when the pirate was discovered. Was born. It was yeah. in a hedge, wasn't it? We just yeah, went past hedge, and, yeah. and there's in a, a hedge tr- in literally the middle, <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> a pirate, hat. the most remote section of yeah. it, and there's a tricorn hat yeah. in a gorse bush. Yeah. Yeah, literally, no idea how it got there, and it's been with him ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the run he lost his keys, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, he lost yeah, his keys to yeah. his very expensive BMW. Uh, um, there seems to be a pattern forming about uh, Mr. Wyatt through this podcast. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, he found a pirate hat in a hedge, and he lost his very expensive car keys. <laughs> and you're kind of realizing how unorganized the man is now. You know? But he can definitely run. Now that was a good day. That, that yeah, was it was. Day, yeah. It's a really good day. I've got the picture of when well, we uh, we're all in St. Louis. That big sort of anchor or metal object. Yeah, the, the big floating yeah. red thing that's rusting away over the yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a picture. That's a, that's a good picture, that. Yeah. yeah. There's a few people on there that... Yeah, it was you, a good, good turnout. You don't see any more as well. I know, unfortunately, yeah, a few people. There's a few on there that are still, you know, smashing it, but a few that have drifted away. Do you think the longevity of people's running... I mean, <coughs> I don't... Career's too grandiose, but their running time. Do you think there's a... Some people seem to be in it for a brief period and, and maybe because they achieve their goals and then... yeah don't yeah. want to just carry on forever and they're goal driven or yeah. And, yeah. and maybe not have the pure enjoyment of the running as the background thing 100% man you nailed it in that, <laughs> in that one paragraph I think you're right I think you know some people are 100% in it because they love to run mm. you know and running is you know is a big part of their life and it's always been a big part of their life or they got into it late in life but it defines them mm. and then some other people are extremely goal driven and they hit that goal which isn't a problem you know it got them running and they I'm sure they had a great time um, they hit that goal and then kind of maybe lose a bit of interest and I've seen you know throughout the years being in the shop and you know I've seen a lot of both you know I've seen a lot of people find running late in life and jump on it and love enjoy the ride and stick with it and I've seen a lot of people, you know, come and go, especially yeah. the dis, you know, the, the long stuff, you know, because you know it's tough, you know, it's tough to keep the training going and the racing going, and you know, it takes up a lot of time, and you've got to really want it and love it to sustain that for a long period of time. So I think, I think it's that side of it that if you're not fully into it because of the love of the sport, then it's hard to keep yeah, it all up yeah definitely yeah. It's, I think we're I've said this a few times to people I think we're spoiled in Cornwall mm. in terms of motivation wise mm. it's um, <laughs> even the inland trails are stunning yeah I mean we've just got so much choice haven't we, yeah. we do, and you know we, we all say we, we try not to take it for granted but we probably do you know it's just human nature isn't it you take it for granted and you know having the channel I speak to lots of people all over the world, you know, and they constantly say, oh, you're so lucky to have this. And, and we are so lucky. And I, and I try my best not to take it for granted. But, you know, could you imagine living in the middle of a city and having no trails? Yeah, I mean, it would not, be. It's not a great thought, is it? <laughs> getting, getting out every morning. Yeah. And, and putting down your miles because your training plan yeah. says. Or, uh, or travelling out to get to trails to yeah. run, you know, which we obviously do here as well. But... You know, like you, I can literally cross over the road and 
I'm on the Tatlands. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're extremely fortunate. I think that external reinforcement of people saying. It, it, not just for running but Cornwall in particular how beautiful it is and how special it is I yeah. think so many people around the world saying it to me I mean you bump into people all over the world and you say yeah. they ask you where you're from and you say Cornwall and they go oh it's beautiful and I say oh you've been and they go no no yeah, <laughs> never just, been just but it does know. look beautiful yeah, it's, it, so it's known it for yeah. that yeah and it, and it really does I remember the, you know years ago when I first you know I, I didn't come down to or see Cornwall until quite late in life and you know I'd been to other British seaside locations throughout the years mentioned. Other places names. do exist. <laughs> um, and been pretty underwhelmed, if I'm honest. Um, and then the, I remember the first time I came to Cornwall, I'd, we drove down to the Malakoff in St Ives and it just blew my tiny mind. Or well, St Ives is special. Well, I mean, everywhere is special, isn't it? That's but when biggest. you get the, the light in St Ives, it's Yeah, and I just didn't think places like that existed in the UK. Yeah. You know? I was, and from that day... I was just like hooked, you know, it was, um, yeah, I just, I literally couldn't believe that I was in the UK. Yeah. You know? Or Portmore Beach on a summer's, summer's yeah. evening. Yeah, yeah. Having some yeah. food and a drink yeah, and with palm just, trees, it's... It's just, it is spectacular. But then so is everywhere else, you know, you're just, there's so many places, isn't there? All the coves and, you know, running up on the North Cliffs yeah. and, you know, it's... It, you know, and like and like you say, even the inland trails, you, you forget about them because you've yeah. got so many so coastal coast trails. Path. <laughs> yeah, but the inland trails are, are, are pretty special as well. Yeah, amazing nice. how many how many there are and how you can link them up. And well, again, that goes back to the post-industrial landscape yeah. where you've got all these trails where miners would walk because mm. we're we're right. <clears throat> sorry, from here and, and kind of west of here where you are, we're right in the heart of. Cornish right mining heritage yeah. and so you've got all these trails where people would walk from yeah. place to place yeah. and we now use them and probably expand on them if I'm honest we've yeah. probably cut a few new links between places oh there's places. definitely been new paths made and trod yeah, yeah. but yeah when you you know we, we were running the other day and we were out sort of rinsey way you know with the chimneys nice. and, and you know we were talking about the history you know running on the trails and talking about the history and what it must have been like you know it, not Hard, only right? are there amazing trails but the history behind yeah. them is you know just spectacular you know? I think on a on a wet day on a windy day when you're running past I think god what a hard life they had oh. And then it begs relief, doesn't it? On a beautiful day, I'm like, lucky bastards. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, them tunnels that go down. Well, Jen Forbes is an explorer of the thing. Seen some of the pictures. So she's in the Carbis crew, uh, Carbis Bay crew, which go down and explore all the mines with their head torches and everything else. I was running on the back of Taiwan Hale Mine the other week. I was coming, uh, kind of looping around to the beacon, Aggie Beacon, and I came round a bend. And I thought this was such a Cornish thing. Anyway, I came around this bend on the middle of the mine complex, like about 200 feet above the road. In the middle of nothing, there's a guy sat on a deck chair in blue overalls reading a book nice. with a cup of tea in his hand. Yeah. And of course, what do you say when you see that? You yeah. go, morning. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> nice he went, day for it. He went, morning back. And yeah. I ran on and I yeah. thought... Now, was that weird or was that not weird? Yeah. In the scheme of things, it wasn't weird at all. Yeah. And then I got down to the bottom of the hill and there was the bumper sticker on one of the cars. So he was obviously the safety guy yeah, yeah. for some people down yeah, in the mine down complex. The mine. Yeah. And, and then I saw the video of where they went and I went, no, never, not in a million years. Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure it's cool, but I don't know about it. I'm glad I run above it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah Maybe somebody will create a, a mine but... ultra. Oh, don't. Can don't even, don't shh, cut that bit out. <laughs> Don't, don't put that in. Somebody someone, out there is going to do this. It. <laughs> <laughs> a man, I'm sorry, I'm just going to ask in advance, is a head torch mandatory for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
do I need to carry spare batteries? <laughs> <laughs> about Canary, <laughs> would a budgie do? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> mobile fine and a budgie, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> a long, big bag of sweets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right, so... Yeah. Um, we should ask, I guess. Um, I, well, I'd love to know. I'm not even sure I know the entire story. Okay. How did Run for Adventure start? What was the genesis of that idea for you? Yeah, I mean, it was back in um, so 2000 or building into 2018. Um, you'll know my history with UTMB. Um, yeah. Again, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my, myself, uh, the viewers that don't know, myself and Steve Wyatt went out there in 2015, maybe slightly uh, underprepared and underestimating the challenge ahead of us. Unfortunately, neither of us made it. Um, I pulled out at Call My Air. Just was that CCC? No, no, it's UTMB. That was full UTMB. Yeah, the full first UTMB. Time. So um, that was our first experience, you know, of the race. So in at the deep end, uh, we'd both had pretty poor build up to it. Both been injured. We haven't got the miles in. Uh, yes, I am making excuses, and um, and just yeah, completely under prepared and over overwhelmed. So uh, I pulled out of Cormier. Steve pulled out about seventy miles, but the seed was sown. Uh, what an epic! race and the week we had it was an incredible trip even though we failed yeah. and didn't finish we had an incredible trip away uh league was there my wife and and michelle steve's uh partner was there and we just had a fantastic time and i knew then that i had to go back at some point and finish it off you know mm-hmm. so roll on a few years um 2018 came around i'd got back in and i knew i had to prepare a lot better this time you know there was no way i wasn't getting around again so I thought it would be really cool to document some of it um, a, a couple of years before Liga bought me a GoPro. It kind of sat in the drawer gathering dust. And as they do. Yeah, yeah, as I'm sure a lot of them do. And I thought, well, I've got the camera. Why not grab it out, make a few videos of the sort of prep building into it? We went out uh, a good couple of weeks before the race. We were actually out there for 21 days. I did quite a bit of training in the mountains. Climatization. Yeah, just yeah. felt, you know, I realized that climatization for me was key. I really struggled with the attitude. And that does affect it. everyone differently, doesn't it? 100%. And you, you can, can be the fittest person in the world and you just can't handle altitude. You know? Yeah, it's especially at low level people. Yeah. We wouldn't yeah, know until yeah, you go out there. That's it. You know, and, uh, and I had done stuff in the mountains before where. You know, I'd been up and down, but yeah. it's that longevity that. Well, you're I, up there for a long time. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the difference in a race like that. Um, so, yeah, trained, you know, prepared really well for it, felt way more confident, but thought, you know, it was still going to be a suffer fest. <laughs> you know, I just thought that's what you had, you know, whenever you go and do that, it's got to be a suffer fest, but that's not, the, it's really not the case. So, um, yeah, so started documenting that really enjoyed the process you know of filming and trying to be creative and think of ideas um i was always quite creative as a youngster with you know craft design technology at school and art and all all that kind of stuff all the stuff i enjoyed not so much the maths and english and chemistry um so i i I hadn't had that in my life for a long time you know i hadn't had that creative outlet channel yeah and i think just making them early videos of i mean 
please, 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 no one go back and watch them. Oh, please do. No, really don't, mate. Oh, I mean, at the time, I thought, oh, that's all right. You're going to drive up your early viewing figures, oh, mate. It's all cumulative. Terrible. terrible. They literally make me cry. I mean, it's good to watch them because you see how far you, you see come. see gross, don't you? But they are cringeworthy, man. Cringeworthy. So, yeah, so we did that. Went out to UTMB, had another great trip. Myself and Steve ran the whole thing together, had an incredible time, and then I proposed to Liga on the finish line. I, thought, I, I yeah. knew you were going to say that, but I almost yeah. for one second I thought you were going to say you proposed to Steve. <laughs> yeah. And I've always known yeah. you've been close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are close. Not quite that close. But, um, yeah, so, and that was a channel born, you know. From, from, from then on, it was... I kind of... I think the one good quality I've got in my personality is consistency. I wouldn't say that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the one, you know, one thing I can definitely say that I've got. And, you know, when I, when I get a, an idea in my mind, you know, I'll, I'll stick to it and do it as well as I can for as long as I can and try and make it as successful as possible. And yeah. So I knew then that, you know, I wasn't going to give up. I was going to keep making videos. A huge yeah. leap, though. Yeah, massive. Ballsy. Yeah, Matt, I mean, to start with, obviously, it was just a side project. I was still working in the shops, making the odd video now and again. And the, the growth so, was gradual. I'm going to stop you there. Mm. You, you say working in the shops. Mm. You are, as we said earlier, quite a central part of the Cornish, whether you admit it or not, you're going to blush, <laughs> but you're quite a central part of the Cornish running community. You, you are beyond that now. But for many years, you were both the conduit and the step ahead of the rest of us down here so you were like the person leading the way anyway and you you are responsible whether you like it or not for um a huge amount of us i'd say like the second generation of trail runners in cornwall stepping up and and doing these big challenges but your advice so you 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 managed um a a few running shops over the years yeah um two three yeah two. two um and the community that you formed around those shops was you know it was built around you yeah, I mean, you know, it was a great, it was great times, you know, and, and obviously working in that industry, you know, learning about product, learning about brands, learning about shoe technology and kit and everything else, obviously stood me in good stead for the channel, you know, mm. so it's given me that that depth of knowledge, which I, I you know, I've got to say it and be blunt, is is lacking on YouTube without a doubt. You know, there's a lot of people making videos yeah. who maybe shouldn't be making videos, but, you know, that's the world we live in. Um so it gives me that that yeah years of history working in the environment, and that that is what it, what I loved about it the most was the community. Well, we would just drop yeah. in, wouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, even if I didn't fantastic. need any shoes, which yeah. is rare. I mean, but I if miss I didn't it. need I any miss shoes, that side of it massively. Well, I would drop in, yeah, grab a couple of energy bars, yeah, have a yeah. chat, buy a pair of socks, even if I didn't need anything major, yeah. and, and you would. It was almost a revolving door. Yeah, I mean that's why that's how I always envisaged it when I got into it. You know, I wanted to create a space where. Anyone could come in, have a chat at any time. Hopefully, they'd, you know, get if they needed some advice, they'd get it, or if they needed some decent kit, they'd get that as well. But yeah. you know, to feel relaxed enough to just pop in and have a chat, and whether you just started running or whether you've you know run fifty ultras, you know, whatever, you know, I wanted it that that nice relaxed space, and and I think we created that. You know, I think it was a it was a real great sort of hub. Um, oh, undoubtedly. I mean, yeah. it was 45, mar- 45 minutes yeah. from, from where we are now. Yeah. And I used to pop over sometimes. Yeah, and, you, know, you know, we had so many great customers. And like I said, it was, it was, that's the part that I miss the most is, you know, the interaction with people daily. 
obviously I get interaction with the channel, which is great. But uh, like I said about face the podcast, I love face-to-face interaction, yeah. you know. And just seeing so many people go on this, having been on the running journey, you know, so training for the first marathon, realising that you don't have to be superhuman to do it. It just takes a bit of dedication and training. Yeah. And then realising that people are going further than that. You know, that back in the day when it was kind of like this, you know, you heard whispers. <laughs> people, somebody did a marathon on Saturday and on Sunday. You know, or that guy over there ran 50 miles the other, you know, and it really was like that. Well, it was, 52 miles was two marathons. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, what's yeah. wrong with them? It was like, what, what is, this per- they, they almost walked around with this like orange glow, you know, and I, and, and I was fascinated with that side of it, you know, that the endurance side of it and pushing the body and the mind further. And um, yeah, you know, it was... Do you think it's like a really well-kept secret that we could do it? Do you think England Athletics kept it under wraps? Because yeah. we're all still the same humans. Yeah, yeah. I was, and yet this was deemed as impossible. Yeah, yeah and it was. I mean, it, now it's a, you know, it's a very it's different take on it, you know. And, and, but, but back then it was, a, it was an underground thing. This wasn't thing. that long ago though, no, was it? No, it wasn't. This was, I, I remember I went and did my first marathon on uh, Tresco, so running around the island. Nice. Yeah, it was a fantastic experience, you know, loved it. And That's, had, and, that's the Isles of Silly. Really, yeah, yeah, Isles of Silly. So seven loops around the island. Everybody was like, oh, that's a terrible first marathon. <laughs> and I didn't really, I was just like... You're only better. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going over to the island. I'm going to run a marathon. And it went really well. I had a fantastic time. It was an incredible event. And, uh, and like I say, there was a guy there who was, you know, um, um, Bob, Bob Brown, so from Cornwall, mm-hmm. you know, the running postman. And yeah. he was like, I mean, after that, I, I went and got his book and I read it and, and it just blew my mind. And, you know, he was at the marathon. He won it by a long way. But, you know, he was doing things back then. Did he deliver any parcels? Yeah. At yeah. the same time. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he could have done. <laughs> he was doing things back then that you know you just didn't even know existed yeah. you know like Decker Ironman and you know all this all these them crazy and it, it, it just it, it, it just blew my mind to discover this thing that I didn't even know existed and then you know it, obviously you know it's a slippery slope from then on <laughs> a good slippery slope but a slippery one well it is um, depending on the footwear mm. but um, I just kind of I've always I've always thought where, where do you stop and that's been a big thing for me because yeah. we've, we talked earlier about having goals and people that have achieved their goals finishing and, and going off and doing something else because it's almost box, tick, yeah. box ticked kind of thing. Yeah. And I've always thought, where, where, do, where do I stop? And for a long time, I thought Tour Le Giants would be my pinnacle. And, that, and then recently I saw somebody finish it maybe two years ago and just went, I'm never doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to look like that at the end of it. And, and, yeah. and, and that became... A, a pivot point for me and I've gone off in slightly a different direction now but um, in, in terms of the mileage it's just kept going up hasn't it and now now we talk about 200 and 240 mile races as if they're yeah. they're big but they're still achievable and still normal but that's that's again just human nature isn't it that's mm. just us you know knocking down barriers and that's what running you know that's what the running journey is all about you know you, you start you know I remember the first training run for that first marathon was, was four miles and I thought what have I done you know my both (laughs) knees were killing me I couldn't breathe I was hyperventilating you know and the 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 marathon goal just seemed like a a, an impossible achievement and it's the same with what we're seeing now with the long distance races you know we're starting to realize that you know don't get me wrong you know these things are extreme but 
you know, when you knock down that first 10K barrier, then the first half marathon barrier, you look at that distance completely differently. You never look at it the same again. You know, yeah. you do, it doesn't overwhelm you. You just think, well, I've done that distance, so I know it's physically possible, so I can do it again. And, yeah. you know, I say to everybody, distance is just the perception of the mind. You know, it's however, if you think a marathon, your first, so your first marathon, you're going to think it's a long way. Because it is. it is a long way. Yeah. Yes, twenty six point two miles is a long way. There's much faster ways of travelling twenty six point two miles. Exactly. So you're always going to view that, and it's going to be intimidating. It's going to be scary. You're going to train for it, hopefully, <laughs> and prepare for it correctly, hopefully, and then you're going to have a great day. And you're going to finish. You're going to cross the line. It's going to be an incredible achievement. And you're going to go. Oh well, I could do that. What's What's next? Do I do another one? You know, do I take on a different challenge? And then, and, and you just go through throughout the distances, kind of knocking down them barriers, and 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 it doesn't surprise me that you know 100 miles is kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but it's kind of become the new marathon, you know, and a marathon. Don't get me wrong, depending where you are in your running journey, but it's not really that far, you know, it's not really that far, um, and we are more than capable of running it. Well, that's it. You it's know. not that far as a human. Yeah, but humans can do it's what that we're business. built to do. Yeah. you know, run a long way. Yeah, yeah, and you know all these old, you know, sayings of "oh, running's bad for your knees" and all this stuff. You know, <laughs> look after your body. You know, look after yourself. Running is an incredible form of. But that's the other thing as well. I think, and I've said this a few times before. Um, I think running makes me accountable for keeping myself fit and healthy in so many different ways: sleep, nutrition, yeah. stress. You know, managing yeah. stress levels. I can't do the challenges that I want to do if I don't look after my body. No. And as an adult, I don't necessarily have to look after my body if no. I don't want to. No, I but could, we see lots of people that aren't. I could sit on the sofa and eat a yeah. bucket of Pringles every night if I want to, yeah. watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. But don't, 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 I don't advise that. <laughs> you yeah. could if you wanted to. Other food is available <laughs> yeah, and other yeah. series are available. Yeah. Um, why don't you watch <laughs> Run for Adventure <laughs> yeah. with your bucket of Pringles? Oh, yeah, it'd um, be far more informative. <laughs> way more enjoying, way more enjoyable. Maybe the production level isn't of Breaking Bad, but you know, we we get <laughs> um, So, yeah, I've always thought that running has these side effects, and I've got more and more into the biometric data and understood more about what might, rather than guessing and 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 maybe using it to calibrate my perception of how I'm actually feeling, and then stepping away from the technology. But def- the ability to look at what my body's actually doing and understand it. Yeah, has been yeah. key to moving forward in my distances in, in what I would say is probably a sustainable way for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I think it takes it takes time for you to realise that, you know, the further you run, the more you need to get into that. Mm. You know, the more you need to look at what's going on. How does your body You're saying it's it? not just putting a pair of shoes on and signing up for a race. No, it's definitely not that. And I mean, would, I mean, I think you're a perfect example. You know, would you say when you first started Thank you. Doing you it, could do, have to say yeah, anything yeah, more. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, a perfect yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me carry on. Uh, you know, when you first started doing it, would you say that there was an element of winging going on? Oh, Jesus, yeah. I've fucked yeah. everything yeah. up. I mean... And then now look at what you... You know, you're now you're... I'm still fucking up. No, 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 no. <laughs> now you're... Now you're, you know, you 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 realise what it takes to finish these races, and you you know you want to finish them, and you know that you've got to put in the the hard work. You yeah. know you've got to look after your body. You know you know you've got to be prepared. You know, and you are now. Yeah. And now you're finishing races. You know that's it. it the further you go, the more you have to look at that side of it. You know, when it comes to body maintenance, working to a plan, sticking to a plan. You know, and I do. You know, I do see a lot of people. 
you know, kind of hoping for the best. And, and, and you know, it's never the best way of going into a long race, you know? I, I think, so, as is often... I'm going to grab another mm. pop, yeah, no, coffee. I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good. I'm definitely not... I need more coffee. <laughs> um, this is why I have an industrial coffee machine mm. here in the kitchen. Um, you can't, you can't, can't not have a cup. Have a look at that. <laughs> Already ready to pour. Well, we we thought we thought obviously Tristan was coming, yeah. and so I imported some coffee, especially from Italy. But right. I am going to top you. All right, it's a little bit. Mate. I think cool. you need more. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. It's a small cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it's. I've, I've kind of mirrored you in in well, I haven't. I've trailed you in in the way that you've been that inspiration. It's not a love fest, by the way. Um, don't get embarrassed. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought everything you've done, I've kind of followed on, and that's been a, a nice way to experience things. But the one that I followed you so blindly into was Transwalkania. <laughs> and I, I remember finding your name on the previous year's poster in, um, in, in Transwalkania at the, the finish line. Was it, was it written in blood? <laughs> it was underlined, strangely. Um, <laughs> had your phone number on it too yeah um and yeah i did that kind of race i i oh man this is shockingly embarrassing on, on the on the beautiful island on the beautiful island of la palma <laughs> and 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 this race is possibly the most horrible thing i mean spain can be known for its um interesting traditions at times and, and some people would say brutal things and so when the spanish describe transvolcania as their most brutal ultra marathon you kind of should you should take that as a bit of a warning 100 yeah. percent. i did not take that yeah I, I that's really thing i didn't either <laughs> well i remember you did it without poles and yeah. i didn't make that mistake yeah. but i'd done the sum total of one ultra Mm-hmm. I'd done the classic quarter, which didn't go well, but I finished it. Similar in distance. Similar in distance. That's the only similarity. Um, did you run it? Yes. Was it forty-five miles? Yes. Okay. Um, and so, I, I, I narrowly missed the checkpoint at the top of the, the volcano okay. before you start the rocket little chochas, and um, before I would have started the descent and, and, I, and I fucked it for many reasons which I've documented before but oh, believe me the descent wasn't pleasurable so you didn't well, miss I went lot. back and did it <laughs> oh yeah of course you did, so yeah. did it, I went back and did it last yeah, year yeah. Um, and, and that felt good um, no it didn't actually it was yeah. awful it's amazing how we forget these things isn't it yeah. it's an amazing finish line I honestly think that that is probably one of the biggest suffer fests I've ever done it's in my awful. life awful but yeah, it is yeah. so good oh yeah I mean, and they're I, just, I, I mean I've been trying to go back for years you know unfortunately you know, things have got in the way, like volcanoes erupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all well, kinds of stuff. It's, it's logistically, it's a hard race to get to mm-hmm. as well because there's from the UK, there's really only a Thursday yeah. flight in yeah, and out. Got to stay so you've either got to go for two weeks yeah. or just pitch up and run it. Yeah. Uh, and I've taken the pitch up and run it approach mm-hmm. twice now. One successful, one unsuccessful. Yeah. But it was a naive run to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, and it was for me as well. You know, I, I had done, I had run a few ultras before that. You know, but I'd never done anything where you're going from sea level up to two and a half thousand meters in in know. a wunner. Yeah, in on one volcanic go. sand. Exactly. You know, and <laughs> and again, you know, there's always whenever you step into events like that, there's always going to be there's always going to be that element of you know you, you don't really understand what you're getting into. Um, do you think? Do you feel you've reached the stage where you do understand now? I think yeah. I think I've experience. got. I think I really respect you know races when i get into them and i think i think that's 
I think that's a big part of it as well. You know, the respect word is a massive part of it. You've got to really, you know, these, yes, there's lots of people doing these things. Yes, there's lots of people uh, having success with these things, but you have to respect it. It is tough. Mm. It is tough. I mean, when have you... When have you run a, mar- a race over 50 miles and it's been a walk in the park? It doesn't happen. No. In, and I, I genuinely did think they would get easier as I got better, but they never do. No, because, you know, you push harder. You push it's harder. The same level of, it's the same level of suffering. Don't get me wrong, you will have races that go extremely well, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to your, your body plays ball. One nutrition. in three, I would say. Yeah, I mean, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're yeah. lucky, you know. I, I, yeah, for me, it's probably... One in six, <laughs> one in five. <laughs> We're not selling this sport, are we? <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, this is the harsh reality of ultra running, oh. right? Here. Um, you know, but I tell you what, you know, as you know, you know, for all them times when it doesn't go right and you have to dig in, grit your teeth, and suffer through it, and and you know, them times when it does go, yeah, I mean, it's worth all the suffering because when it goes right, yeah. it's the best thing in the world. And you forget the painful or maybe you don't anymore because yeah. you document the races as well and I've done a little bit yeah, of that yeah. I found some hidden footage of a race last year well this year in California i totally forgotten about yeah. recorded it while I was out on the course while yeah. you're staggering around yeah. did, did talking the, to yourself just <laughs> hallucinating did the race report with Tris and everything yeah. and then found this footage yeah. and went that's not how I remember it. I don't remember looking that bad or feeling yeah, that. Yeah. I I blanked it. I totally... Yeah, maybe we do, don't we? You know, as runners, we do. We Survival forget about that because we know we're going to sign up for something else a week later. And and again, the, you know, when you push through that and get to the finish, you know, the elation, the joy of of pushing through those dark places, it, it all that just fades away. But know, that takes us on to another thing then, because I feel if you like, the praise that comes from people that aren't in the running world never really hits home. If, if you've got a, non, a non-runner who says, wow, that's amazing that you just ran 100 miles or you just did 100k, whatever, it never really smacks home as much as my peers. If, no. if a fellow runner goes, yeah. mate, that was a tough race, well done, you kind yeah. of like, yeah, oh, yeah they get it. They've, they've been through yeah, that. Yeah, they've been through it. They know, what, they know what you've done to get to the start line. So they I, know what you've done to push through the, the tar time. And, and they possibly know the course and they, they've experienced yeah. what you've done, yeah. especially down here with the yeah. arc. We've all kind of cut our teeth on that. Yeah. But nice. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's a sport that is understood, seen by many, understood by few, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you know, you know, from looking at it from the outside in, you know, there's just no way you can comprehend it. Thankfully. Unless, no, you know, yeah, sign up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's no, like, like the first time you went and did Transvolcania, yeah. there's no way you could have comprehended how tough that is no. without getting out there and taking it on. So, you know, don't get me wrong, it's lovely when people who aren't involved in running or running long distance are like blown away by what you've done. But, you know, again, we're not in it for that anyway, you know. No. You know, it's all all cool when you know, like you say, when peers go, "Oh, well done," you know, yeah, cool. You take something from that, but you know, for me, it's just totally a personal challenge. Well, well I was going to say with the channel because you've you've built another community now. You've built your first communities around the running shops, and, and now you've got the community on the channel, which mm. is thriving. Mm. And there's lots of you know, I've read the comments in the videos, and there's lots of people. yeah, it's a positive place. You know, and that's what we always wanted. Yeah, and and, and, no, and no negativity. You know, YouTube can be a very negative place, and no, yeah, and we wanted it to be positive, and I think we have. You know, we've worked hard on that, and we've achieved it. You know, it really is a, a very honest, a very genuine, and a very positive place. And you know, that's. 
That's 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 yeah. ideal, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's that furtive ground then. Yeah, yeah. That's... Where you nurture the people and bring them through. Yeah, hopefully they find it, you know, interesting and informative. They get something from it, you know. But it, you know, a lot of people I speak to when we're away racing or in comments or emails, you know, is overwhelmingly supportive. You know, it blows my mind. You know? Did I tell you about the guy in California who who? No, I didn't. No. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of running. It's about. Oh, crikey. It's about 50 miles into 100K. So about, uh, I don't know what that is in K. But 50 miles into 100, yeah. uh, 64 miles. Yeah. Um, and uh, I came into this, it was in California. It's really, really hot day. It's like 30 odd degrees. I came into a, a pra- what I'm going to describe as a prairie. It was a bit of open land in this forest. And there's a, a runner kind of staggering along. Dutch guy, it turns out. And he's run out of water. But I've taken extra water because... I've learned because you're prepared because you I have learned yes. what not to do <laughs> through mistakes yeah and well, that's um, how we all learn isn't it? well I gave him a flask and I said you know here have it and he, he took a sip and he tried to give it back I said no no no, no it's alright you finished it off I've got loads and he's like oh thank you so much and I don't normally tend to team up with people when I'm running yeah. maybe for a little bit but yeah. not, not for very long yeah. and um because you all get different paces and yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? And, um, and anyway, this, this guy starts running along. So he's from Holland and, and uh, Valentine, and he starts chatting and he says, uh, where, you, where are you from? I said, UK. And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, but where? And I said, oh, a uh, little place called Cornwall. And he went, no way, I know someone from Cornwall. I said, who's that? He said, well, I don't know them, but um, um, the Run for Adventure <laughs> channel. I says, well, a Lloyd. And I said, well, I know Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. got me running. And he's yeah. like, oh, my God. So we're in the yeah, middle of on, nowhere yeah, in, yeah. in California. And, um, and yeah, so it's... Um, you, you have worldwide reach, but um... yeah, I mean it's amazing. You know, it, again, it still blows our minds. You know that you know we we obviously have a lot of viewers in the UK, but just as many viewers in America. You know, we've been at races, we've been out at UTMB, and you know, I, I mean, we were walking through the centre of Chamonix. Uh, There's a group of us, and a little, a ten-year-old lad ran up. He went, "Oh, are you Lloyd from Run for Adventure? No Can I get way. a picture?" He's from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, and you know, I, I just find that amazing that people are watching all over the world. And again, whenever we meet up with them, you know, the feedback is always so positive, and that that is what we wanted to achieve. So, you know, the fact that we're, you know, we've done that, and you know, we've built this community, it's just mega. You know, it's, it's oh, awesome. You must be very proud. Yeah, no, I, I'm yeah, really proud of what we've achieved. You know, well, I know what a perfectionist you are. And I know, so yeah. your your video quality is extremely high. Well, it's got better. It's, it's got better, but you know, you know, you always strive to do better and create. Well, maybe maybe that's kind of part of the running thing. That's, yeah, that's yeah, you know, just so. follows through into yeah, I think so into your I video think, work. I think it does, you know. And I've you know I've you know ter- you know producing three videos a week for the last year. Um, you know, is a massive workload, and you have to do that to maintain your kind of structure within. Yeah, I mean, YouTube I kind of committed to it. You know, yeah. so again, you know, going back to being consistent. You know, when I when we went full time with the channel, mm. you know, massive leap of faith. Um, you know, it really wasn't uh, bringing anywhere near a livable income, <laughs> but it was th- that crossover period where I knew that you know, doing 40 hours a week with my job and then doing another 60 hours a week on the channel probably wasn't sustainable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I've just felt like I was spinning around in circles. And that was producing two videos a week and working. So I knew there was going to come a time where I had to make a bit of a jump. And, you know, I'm cool with that. I've done it all the way throughout my life. So it doesn't bother me. I think, you know, if you've got an ounce of intelligence and you're willing to graft and work hard, then you'll, like you, you know, you've had a complete... 
you know, job change. Career change, yeah, career yeah. change. So I think, you know, if you're willing to work hard, you can do it. Um, but it was a big leap. But again, we committed to three videos a week once I was doing it full time. And I just tried to stick with that. And it, it definitely, you know, the algorithm is a hard thing to figure out you know and I've, does it I've, change as well oh without a doubt you know and I, I still haven't figured it out you know i know some youtubers will say they study it and they've worked on the figures and they've they've sussed it but i i don't think anyone sussed it. yeah i think you know there's a big element of luck yeah you know obviously there's, there's good times to upload a video in the uk during the week and the weekend and things like that basic stuff but um i think if you do you know if you stick to consistent uploads then I think that obviously helps the algorithm massively. I think I think we've we've on our podcast we've been massively inconsistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it doesn't help. Consistent, no, like, no, like exactly. life, consistency yeah. helps. Well, we've we've gone the approach of we'll release them infrequently, and, and people will crave for our offerings. Yeah, it doesn't work. Unfortunately. <laughs> you know, but we also have the luxury of you know it doesn't pay our bills. Exactly. So we can't, we, exactly. we we're still doing this yeah. at a very amateur level. Yeah, for well, fun. you know, and, and that's cool, isn't it? That's that's the best way to it be. Has to be what you need from it doesn't yeah, it yeah cool. yeah cool and, and, and that was exactly how the channel started you know yeah. i would i would there was no schedule of uploading videos it was oh i'll do a video about this yeah. and i'd make it and i'd edit it and i'd put it on and there might have been you know a, a video a week for three weeks and then no videos for three or four weeks you know and that inconsistency really does affect the YouTube you algorithm. Rankings, if you yeah. want to grow your channel, you know, yeah. if you if you you want to grow your channel, you have to have some form of plan and consistency to uploads. And you know, three videos a week is a you know is a big effort. Um, How much editing time do you spend? Would you say? Oh, you've probably got better at it, so it's come down. Yeah, I mean, I've got a system when it comes to some. Well, most videos, like if I'm doing shoe reviews, kit reviews, there's a system in place. You know, yeah. I can, I can sort of film them and, and cut them but the, it's still if there's no getting around the fact it takes time yeah, yeah. you know if I film a race there might be you know because I'm a great believer in you know I'd rather film lots and then pick through what I want yeah. rather than not film a lot and not have content to put in the video so when, if I'm doing a race I probably over film and then obviously you've got to then watch all watch that content all back, back. Yeah. so you know a race video can take hours and hours and hours you know days you know I mean it, it, you know but there's no way there's no you know speak to anyone who creates content and you know the the editing process is the the tough bit oh god yeah, yeah Steve, Stephen Cousins reckons um, choosing the, the music for his films oh is one god. of the hardest things I've, I've made films where I've spent a day looking for one bit of music <laughs> I mean like five or six hours just for one bit of music wow because you need that that right it's atmosphere be right? right yeah such it's a big part right. of it oh, a massive part of video making is music you know and when we do, like, if we do any sort of, like, UTMB recap videos of Arc of Attrition, you know, these big epic races, the music has to be right. Yeah. And if you get the wrong music, I mean, it, it's a hard Because I guess the temptation for some people would be dramatic yeah, over, yeah, overkill, you know. While you're tying yeah. up your shoelaces yeah, exactly. or something. And you um, see that, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, a, a finishing montage at UTMB, you can go as epic as you like, because it is epic. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be big, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. But... Yeah. You know, sometimes for the shoe reviews and things like that, that's the hardest music to find because you don't want it to be, you know, it's super tight to like you go into battle. You're reviewing a shoe, <laughs> but you see, so you want it to be friendly and enthusiastic and no uh, Tchaikovsky yeah. or anything. No, music is tough. It did, is tough. Did you hear? Um, do you know Nick Fenner? 
Um, I know the Where do I know? How do I know? He was a local runner, but he's just over in New Zealand at the moment. Okay, I know the name. So Nick was at the start line of ACC um, 2022 and uh, talking about epic races and everything. Mm -hmm. And and, um, he's just stood there. And he's he's, he's, he's a lovely guy, Nick, and and, uh, a good runner. And he says kind of out loud, he goes, God, it's this guy tying a shoelace just in front of him. And he says... uh, this feels like a fucking Billy Yang movie, man. Yeah, it does, uh, though, doesn't it? The guy turning his shoes turns around, it's, it's Billy, Billy Yang. Yang. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, it will be in a minute. That's pretty much what he said, yeah. And, um, yeah. But it he, is, isn't it? When you stand there for the first time, oh, you kind of, it's, you know. I didn't, I, I, when I got to, so I did CCC last year, um, and I got through the tunnel on the bus. So you, you walk out in the darkness through Chamonix to yeah. the buses, you go through the Mont Blanc tunnel and, and the nerves are building, aren't they? And you, yeah. You've got your kit for your drop bag and you've got maybe a couple of hours to spend. And it was a beautiful morning and I was sat on the, the grassy bank yeah. outside um, the, I think it's the cable car. Is it? Okay. Um, what, in? In, in Cormier. Cormier, yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm sat down and I'm, and I'm thinking, what a beautiful location to be. But I don't want to go up to the race yet because I don't want to get, I know there's like two hours yeah. and they're going to be hyping it up. And yeah, I thought... Yeah. I need to keep my adrenaline down yeah. until the last possible yeah, moment. Yeah, 100%. People do get too worked up at the start. Yeah, and you go really off too quickly and really blow up. Control all that emotion because you're going to need all the energy you could possibly muster to oh, get yes. through it, you know. And, and so I hid almost. Yeah. I, I stayed down by the drop bags yeah. until yeah. about half an hour before the race yeah, I kind of do the same thing. To I felt like I had to. There is a downside to that, though. <laughs> because then when you get around there, it is absolutely mobbed. Oh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. like find a way to, yeah. somewhere to fit in. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, it was really, the, the, there were three waves go off on CCC. Yeah, and, course, um, yeah. The first wave, they tried to get them to do a Mexican wave and the, nothing happened yeah. and off they went. They, always they were the serious wave. ones. Yeah. And then the, the second wave, they tried to get them to do the Mexican wave and, and nothing. Oh, you've got to have a Mexican wave. Well, by the time we got to the third wave, everyone was, it's all the party people. Yeah. They were like, yeah, man, let's do a Mexican <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah. And, and that was quite an interesting kind of um, yeah. thing to it all. Um, a dynamic and expected. The, the, the levels of seriousness at the start. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's how you view it, isn't it? If you're at the front and you're racing, then you oh, yeah, better be tuned in. You better again. be serious. Mexican wave, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm trying to focus here. I'm trying to visualise the race. Shangling yeah, my mountain skills. I don't want to be skills. doing no Mexican wave. I get it. But then if you're out to have, you know, an adventure, an adventure. In, in the mountains, then yeah. it's a different thing. And I mean, you'd still be focused, but it's a very different level of focus. Yeah, yeah. I was... Um, yeah, it, it, it's. I'm, I'm. Hopefully, we find out next yeah. month. Yeah, because you've entered. I'm, I've entered yeah, UTMB, yeah. the full yeah. hundred miler. Yeah. And and I think I'm. I think I'm there. I think. I think. It, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, you've it. got so much more experience in that environment. You know, just running and finishing the CCC gives you a massive. Yeah, and and I made so many errors yeah. on CCC, yeah. and, and and managed with the help of Sam for a while there, my wife, just yeah. to to pull it back as well. She helped me just yeah. learn a bit from that one. Yeah, and you'd have learned so much from that. I mean, that stands you in such good stead for UTMB. It's ridiculous. I mean, obviously, you know, half the route. It's yeah, UTMB. yeah, it's only, it's only an extra forty miles. Yeah, so you know what's coming. You know the ending. You know how tough it is. Yeah. Um, so that gives you a, a massive advantage, but it is still tough. You know, but, yeah. I was thinking though, with with races that have, because most races have these stepped distances mm-hmm. where they escalate into you know, levels of mild stupidness. Yeah. Um, running the smaller ones, in, in for some people that must they must run yeah. a fifty miler. Like the the Arc of Attrition now yeah. has a fifty mile. Our local yeah. big race has, has a fifty mile uh, addition to the hundred mile as well. 
And and I wonder if for some people they do the fifty and just go, oh screw that. I'm not. I don't want to do an extra hundred. I'm sure they do, but that's a good thing, isn't it? It shows you where yeah, where it, you are, it, yeah. where your readiness is. Yeah, rather than not having the fifty. Because we talked about naivety, where yeah. we just went, let's just rock up. Yeah, I and mean, yeah. you went up and rocked up at the UTMB. Yeah. And and yeah. So, but in in a way, there's almost I've got taught a very big lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. In yeah. in some ways, it's good to go out and and have that failure where you overstep what you can do to learn and, and to give yourself some hubris maybe and some level yeah, of understanding I, of I what also you lack. Think, I, I, I also think if there is stepping stones, mm. take the stepping stones. Mm. You know, because, you know, you know we can all sit here and, and go, oh, yeah, you know, DNS make you stronger. I, I totally disagree. I mean, that's a myth. It doesn't make you stronger at all. It definitely affects your psyche. It definitely affects... You know, I remember the first time I didn't finish something, I couldn't comprehend what happened. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what I didn't. Why didn't I finish? Why didn't I keep going? Why didn't I push through? You know, so, you know, it's like a lot of people who use the arc as their first hundred. You know, I've gone on camera lots of times saying it's maybe not the best idea. But it know? wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you learned that. You know, well, I got because, in the funnel, there's no yeah, way I was getting out yeah, of it once I started, but I probably should have started somewhere else. Yeah, and I just think having that 50 miler now, you know, it gives yeah. people a taste and it makes them realise whether they want to train a bit harder, work a bit harder, be a bit more dedicated to take on the 100, or 50 is kind of, they're kind of happy with that. Yeah. And that, you know, they get through the 50, they finish it, it's super positive experience, but they know where they are, yeah. uh, ability wise or, you know, time wise or whatever. Whereas, you know, that jumping at the deep end at UTMB and then not finishing it had a negative impact. There was no positivity out of that, apart from the fact that I knew I had to dedicate more time and be more prepared uh, and take it more seriously. But it still had a negative impact. So I think if you can now, you know, like at UTMB, start with the 20K, 50K, 100K up to UTMB. That's going to be a way more positive experience, you know. Obviously, it will take a lot longer, but if you can tick off every box, finish every race, and then end up by finishing UTMB, surely that's got to be a better way of doing it. Man, that's fucking expensive, though. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, but, and, and I totally get it. You know, you wouldn't have to do all of them, but you know, like, like you, you've done the CCC. Yeah, you finished I felt it. like that was my starting point. A great starting point. A tough starting point. Yeah, yeah. That is a tough race. You know, I can... Uh, hands up say it's the only race I've ever done and I'm not over dramatising this where I literally thought I was going to die <laughs> at yeah. which point isn't it uh, I have no idea maybe up the third climb okay yeah. I nearly lost my shit coming up in uh, uh, Champé-Lac oh yeah it was Champé yeah. so, no so, no it was the climb after Champé oh yeah well, Champé climb was bad you, you <laughs> go down a little bit after the lake worse. before you go back yes. up I'm going down after Champé-Lac yeah, going, going, why am I going, I going down <laughs> I know I've got I to go so I don't know where I am evil and it's dark yeah, and, yeah, yeah. but I remember the climb up to Champé-Lac I'd just come down that long valley which had gone wrong because I dehydrated on the climb up to oh, Col de Ferret so <laughs> it's horrible yeah. and, um, but we're going up and there's a, a guy in front of me I think he was Greek and he went it's only um, I think he said something like it's only half a mile to, to the to checkpoint and I remember looking at my watch going I don't think it is I don't think it is <laughs> and, but I'd learned enough at that point to go discount what that guy is saying yeah. because yeah. if you believe him and it's not yeah, it's going to fuck you. your head shatters you yeah. so I went oh, okay that's nice yeah. but I'm not yeah. believing him yeah. and, and sure enough it was two miles yeah, yeah. or it wasn't two miles but it was a long way yeah. it wasn't It wasn't half a mile that's for sure what a, I mean you know that little kick up on the little map they give you 
Doesn't no. Doesn't do no, any you, justice. You, you think it's a little well, it's like the finish of Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah, just a little climb meters, at the end. Yeah. yeah, the worst 300 you meters of my at the life. Of that gorge, looking <laughs> oh up. my god. I'm having flashbacks. How is that possible? How is the town up there? How did I get so low? Awful. How have I fallen into that? And that climb at Champagne is the same. Yeah, it just goes on. It's a yeah. He just uh, yeah and yeah. So it was just uh, it was the climb after that. I shouldn't have left Champagne. You know, I was in such a bad way. But you know, it's great. Liga was there. She motivated me. I was like, no, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get this done. And then halfway out the next climb, I thought, why did I leave Champagne? <laughs> <laughs> and I, rem- I remember I was so in such a bad way. You know, I'd pushed waves. You know, I thought, oh, 100k. Yeah, I'm gonna race this, and went off like an idiot. Um, up the first climb pushed really hard up the second pushed hard then coming off the second you know I started to feel a bit of cramp in my quads and yeah, that second climb can go. dehydrate right yeah god I was and it was 35 degrees when yeah. I did it so and you don't yeah. feel it because you're altitude as well no, so it's not right. as hot yeah you I know, could feel my skin burning yeah I could I could feel I don't mind the heat so it didn't yeah. really phase me but I just wasn't taking enough fluids in and with the altitude and everything else and then altitude and I, I had chronic dehydration and altitude sickness and you know, to the Sounds point, fun. yeah, where I was struggling to swallow water, oh, wow. and and I can remember going up that third climb and just thinking, you know, and I, it was literally, you know, like because it goes on for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. And it was like a scene from you know an Everest movie. I was like <laughs> ten steps, <in. laughs> hyperventilating, crunched over my poles, and I can remember looking up, thinking, oh my god, all them head torches. I, yeah. I can't believe how long this climb is, and then. All of a sudden, I was starting to go down here, and I'm like, how can I be going down here if I'm still going up? They were stars in the sky, <laughs> not head torches. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how delusional I was. And then, I, you know, irregular heart rhythm, like proper oh, missing, skipping. Yeah. skipping beats, and I just thought, the, I came so close to pressing the button on my phone. Wow. You know? And I, I luckily... Just as I thought that, I started to go down. I had that realization that I wasn't going up anymore, and I was heading down. And obviously, the further I got down, things started to settle. I, I went straight into the doctor's tent, you know, and and they were caught, they were like, "Oh, you can carry on." I'm like, "Well, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I'm all right now. I'm down." But when I started go to go again. up, it just all yeah. unraveled, and it was not a good experience. Didn't enjoy that at all. Like I said, it was it was scary. It was scary, you know. Well, so I, was, a, I was fit as well then. it's a tough environment isn't it yeah. it's some of the drops are, are, are very very lethal yeah. uh, you need to have your wits about yeah, it yeah yeah you do we you just do. had um, I did the dragon's back back in well mm. attempted the dragon's back a little while ago and a friend of mine Ben was um, having a cognitive tests done every day and uh, I think on the third day they did the they took his bloods because they were monitoring the effects of yeah, uh, cool. endurance on ultras yeah. and uh, but he was doing cognitive steps on a lap, laptop yeah, yeah, as well it be like orange yeah. written in black <laughs> oh, and picking right. the colour yeah so he's doing this and he came out and he said you know he said to the team the scientists he said you know I think I'm doing alright aren't yeah. I and they went no Ben you, <laughs> yeah. you've got the cognitive skills of a three year old yeah. and it was like Okay, well, we're only going to run up mountains yeah, today. Be all right. We're only going to make some life-changing decisions, possibly. <laughs> this should be fine. Yeah, and yeah. so you lose those cognitive skills as well. Yeah. So if yeah. you are feeling bad enough to think I should probably pull out, that kind of that's indicative of how bad you were. If you, if yeah, that could cut true. through the mist and go, yeah. oh, this I'll is be, I'll be bad. I've been bad in races, but that's the worst. I've and and you know, not to not to overcook it. Very tragically, people have died on mm. the UTMB races. Yeah, and I know nothing. No race is worth that, is it? No, you know, they're, they're, you know these. 
you know, I, I'm all for pushing hard and pushing through these dark times, but there's a difference between, you know, a tough element or a tough section of a race and your life is in risk. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to step over that line for any race. No. Yeah, you know, my life is... I love my life. Those are the races yeah. to do afterwards. Yeah. There's yeah. no way I'm going to, you know, there is a line that shouldn't be crossed, you know, and I was very close to it that day. You know, you know you've got to take your regular heart rhythms and things like that seriously. In, the, in, not right. in those environments as yes. well, where there's yeah. not, not much room yeah. for error. So, yeah, it was the right thing. I was stumbling around. It was just, yeah, it was the right call at, the, at that time, you know. Um, again, another big learning curve, you know. And again, that taught me that I just, I'm one of them runners that can't just go out there the day before and run up a mountain. Yeah. I have to go out there weeks before and get used to the, the thinner air and get some, you know, long climbs and some long descents in my legs. <sighs> Mate, weeks in Chamonix, that sounds like hell. I know, it's tough. How, how do you cope? Have you had cancer? Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I mean, we like, you know, you know, and a lot of people who watch the channel know that, you know, because I go on about it all the time. I'm sure they're probably sick and tired of it. But it's just a magical place. It is a magical place. Yeah, it's a magical it's, um, place. it's really weird. And, and especially because you see a lot of people that you know know there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we bumped into you mm. just by the, the side. And it's such yeah. a natural thing to bump into friends yeah. out there as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, there's a massive Cornish contingent with yeah. you around the CCC, weren't there? Well, when we so bumped cool. into all you guys at the Burger yeah. Bar after CDS, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a little Cornish, yeah, yeah it's Burger cool, Bar. It's cool, isn't it? It's a cool place anyway, but you do see a lot of people there that you know, obviously, because the, the the trail running community uh, when you're know, running that them sort of races and that sort of distance is quite small really yeah. you know um but there, yeah there's something very magical about Chamonix it always will be even though you know there's with the the, changes of foot and stuff yeah there's definitely changes so what's next for you uh obviously the arc is the main focus yes. right now so we're blinkered into that um so yeah training 100% committed you know being prepared this year is going to be a very different outcome. Um, so really, really excited actually about the race. Yeah, it's, you know, it's such a great weekend, and yeah, yeah. the atmosphere down here in Cormac is just yeah spectacular. You know, so it's going to be awesome. Um, so that, and then yeah, lots of things in the pipeline for next year. You know, a lot of things that maybe I can't mention at the moment. No, no, no. some really exciting races. You know, amazing opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of travel, a lot of races, a lot of races maybe that, you know, we haven't done before or styles of races that I haven't really ran a lot before. Yeah. Uh, maybe some multi-day stuff um, in some, you know, harsh, hot environments. So, Ooh. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's looking, it's going to be, 2024 is going to be the biggest year for the channel to date, you know, when it comes to you know adventures really exciting and, yeah, it's called run for adventure so we've got to have some adventures <laughs> you've got to do the adventures yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so really really excited about next year yeah like i say kicking off with the art which is a great start you know hopefully have a, a positive outcome and enjoy it just, i just want to enjoy the race enjoy the time out on the course uh, obviously we're going to be filming it we've got a good crew with us um been blessed with the weather, the weather for the last few years yeah yeah in I terms mean, of mildness yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason I want good weather is because it makes it easier to film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm obviously yeah. helping Stephen yeah. do the commentary. So, you so. Know, it really does help when it comes to filming. You can capture it in all its glory. But I think we're due a, a tough year. I think we're due a wet year, a muddy year. And bring it on. You, yeah. know, that's, you don't enter the arc and hope for sunshine. No, you know? no. You, you, You'll be well, amazed how many people do. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I want, you know, when I first entered the first arc, I wanted that winter challenge, you know. I'd run 100 miles before, but I'd never done it in winter conditions. Well, it's why you do a race in Cornwall in January, isn't yeah, it? You're not exactly. doing it for a certain yeah, time. You, you know, I want it. Yeah, you know, I think the more challenging, the better. 
Well, you can pick races in different, as we do, we pick yeah. the races yeah. in different parts. So it's that yeah. understanding of what you what you signed up for, isn't mm. it? And you've signed up for a winter ultra yeah. in the middle of winter yeah. on the and coast path. And you've got to expect the worst. You know, yeah. prepare for the worst and it'll be all right, you know. So in terms of people, we, we, we have to wrap soon, unfortunately, because yeah. I could do this yeah. all day. Yeah. But um, <laughs> in terms of people kind of uh, going out and testing kit and everything which is a big part of your your channel and, yeah. and the kit reviews and stuff like yeah. that um is, is that kind of i've always thought people should be testing their kit for a long time before mm. a race to find out yeah. you know, um, does the pack yeah. come apart does well, do yeah, the gloves you've got to know it haven't you got you've got to be able to grab something out of your pack with your eyes closed and yeah. and and so we were chatting a bit earlier and and, and you tend to find there's a lot of people that are still trying kit yeah weeks before the race which is kind of it's an odd approach I mean, it, it, you know, it is. Sometimes it's it's necessary. Yeah, kit fails, yeah. you have to get new kit. And, exactly. But, and and it, it, I suppose it's better that they're testing it and not testing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really think, you know, for a race, you know, for if you're lining up on the start line of the arc, you know, you shouldn't be testing a lot of kit. Mm. Because, you you know, it should be kit that you're familiar with, that you've got time with. That bedded in. You've worn for lots of miles and you know, like I said, you can, you know, grab something out of a pocket of your pack without even looking, you know, or, or you, you know, you know your jacket works because you've worn it for thousands of miles, you know. Yeah. So, but, it, but if you haven't and you, 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 you haven't got long, then, you know, the fact they're testing it is good. But I, I think you really need to know your kit very well for a race so, like the Ark. And, and where can they find out more about kit? Well, it just so happens, <laughs> shameless plug, um, you know, run for adventure. We've got loads of kit reviews, running packs, waterproof jackets, obviously essential kit for the art, <laughs> head torches. There's some great head torch content. Selection of bivy bags. Buying guy, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's a plethora of, uh, of running content. Run for adventure. Yeah, run for adventure. <laughs> Definitely worth checking out. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. No, thanks, man. Pleasure. Good to, good to chat. Cheers, pal. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Trail and Error podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and most important of all, share it with your friends and your family. Also, if you have any guest suggestions or suggestions for features that you would like to see on the Trail and Error podcast, please get in touch with us via our social media channels at trail underscore and underscore error underscore UK. It makes more sense when it's written down, I promise you. Oh, and we're on Facebook too. See you next time. Thanks for listening.